Hi everyone, it's Freya here. We got a little bit taken back by this guest and therefore completely forgot to even introduce her. So welcome to episode 30 of the Lesbian Supper Club with the incredible Rachel Shelley, aka Helena Peabody. We are so excited to have you here today. I mean, I think the L word comes up in conversation, not just on this podcast, most episodes one way or another, (laughs) but just I think in queer culture friendship groups yeah all the time like it's such a reigning dominance of queer culture tv show Mm. iconic kind of status that having you on to kind of really give that insight i think everyone's gonna is very excited i mean we put a little teaser out on the podcast the other day and i think it was one of the highest views that we've had actually of voting so it's the demand inc- is very so no much pressure. there. <laughs> Got nothing to say. Nothing. So if Eileen no Shankin doing the New York series is we'll true. those jeans straight back up. <laughs> no, not the jeans. Yeah, we've actually just bribed uh, Rachel today with some Levi's because otherwise she was like, no. So we were like, oh, if we give you three pairs of Levi's, will you it's do amazing. it? It's amazing. Like, I just right, showed then. up and they said, do you want some Levi's? <laughs> well, of course. Who doesn't? No, it's amazing. The, the scope of the L word and it still shocks me yeah sometimes that you know it was a long time ago that we yeah. filmed that was, I, I know that there's been the other re- you know iterations of it that have come out but the legacy of it continues mm-hmm. and it is it's quite it, you know I sometimes see a little clip or you know mm-hmm. people send me pictures or gifts from that time and it shocks me because it's still so present in yes. people's you know chats and vocabulary and online and it's just there the zeitgeist of it within that culture it's i mean it's incredible have you seen the fan videos of you on tiktok no i'm gonna gonna have to show you these videos (laughs) there's there's quite a few of them um mostly you're not really on social media are you i'm on twitter but i find that and mostly I only did that for work, yeah. really. And But I find it... <laughs> it's th- probably best for you that you're not because well, they will hunt you down. Well, the thing is, I think it, it, it it's so absorbing of your time. I don't know about yeah. you. It's like a rabbit yeah. hole. Oh, yeah. And I literally might say to my daughter, or to, I'll be down in a minute, I'm just going to do... And then suddenly I realise, oh, my God, it's been 10 minutes and that's just Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's gone. And what have I looked at, really? Yeah. How is Fan it? Edits. You know, well, it's <laughs> me. I've been watching myself. No, but it's kind of, I yeah. don't want to do that because I know what I'm like and I will get sort of slightly yeah. drawn in. And that will be a whole day gone looking on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because anytime I sort of venture into it, I do, you know, you go off, don't you, at tangents. Oh, and sure. before you know it, yeah. I don't know what you're looking yeah. at. You're looking at. In, you know, videos of yourself, which is kind I'm, of weird. Yeah, I'm searching the hashtag of myself daily. I'm not really, I promise. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. It's just, it's zero. So that's why I don't I'm do sure it. it's not. Um, but yeah, this, uh, it is still, I mean, we've said previously that we've watched the series like two or three times. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. because beyond, I mean, the discovery that it gave me when I was really young, the impact that it had on me, I don't think I would have reached the kind of acceptance and love and excitement for this world that could be open to me if that didn't exist. I grew up yeah. in a really small town That's in Somerset. Amazing. I just had no idea. And I think we we rewatch it and I think people generally rewatch it because it, yeah, okay, Generation Q has been out since and we can kind of get into that. And I think, again, uh, any queer show that's out there advocating for queer people in a space that mm. you know great, it's great. But yeah. yeah there's something 
very authentic and raw about the original L word that I don't feel anything it's else a very was personally true representation. Yeah. It is a true representation of what I've experienced. It definitely our experience. Because yeah. like I feel like it's funny every time I rewatch it, I am seeing it through the lens of one of the other characters that I resonate with more. I'm yes. still waiting for Helena Peabody level because I just haven't gotten <laughs> it's that coming. Rich I'm sure it's coming. Still poor. I think it is. Still poor. I think I started off. Um, as probably Jenny, because uh, I, I was just a mess. It's uh, absolutely crazy. And then never went end up like Jenny. Phase. No, I try no. not to. Actually, we need to. Yeah, what happened to Jenny? <laughs> Who killed her? Is it you? Um, yeah. And then um, every time I watch it, I just feel to like resonate with different mm, with different yeah. areas of it because yeah. it's just like different levels of my and life. I and I just love introducing like new people to it as well. Like Liv had never seen it before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So and she started to come and spend more time at ours, and we'd be doing work and stuff. We'd put and it on, slip and, and fall and onto even our for words. her straight away. She was like captured, and she's already yeah. out very you know, comfortable in who she was. So it wasn't necessarily a discovery thing for her, but it was that I can still resonate with this. Yeah. Um, and I think that is just so poignant because I don't think we can look back on a lot of shows, queer or not, yeah. and say it's still relevant in the but now. Is it, do you feel that all the way through? Like when you watch the last season as well, do you feel the same as when you watch the first? This, look, I know I'm... You're so, anyway, no. I'm asking you. Now, <laughs> we got another do podcast, you, <laughs> do you Do you feel like it's the same at the in season one as in season five? Because I always think when I watched season one, I mm. felt there was there was something um, which I'm not in at all, and they're not self conscious about what they're doing. The mm. styling is completely different for mm -hmm. one thing. They obviously didn't have the budget. They didn't know it was yeah. going to be such a big hit, and they came back in season two, and it was. Everything was amped up, makeup, hair, everything. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder if by the end of it, it just because of the way of shows and yeah. the way that all shows go, yes, yeah. when they become aware of their popularity, mm. that sometimes you then start responding to that and yeah. to yeah. the fans in a way that maybe you didn't at the beginning when you were just almost like blurting out, mm -hmm. you know, blurting out your stories. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, maybe you're shaping your stories and you're conscious, I don't want to offend someone or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you feel that? I think from my perspective, I didn't notice when no. I watched the original one, but I noticed it in gen generation. Well, maybe that's it then. So yeah, maybe. But, yeah. Yeah. but I do, I do understand what you're saying. Mm. I do think that obviously the characters and the the actresses themselves, like all oh, you all got a lot more polished. I mm. think is like the the way to kind of like put it. But I, I feel okay. So there was definitely a blip for me, which was the end of season two, which I think all of you can resonate with death of dana mm -hmm. that took me a little while to recover from yes, yeah i think course. that was yeah. more of the twist for people it wasn't actually the the show becoming more fine-tuned i think that was like such a shift yeah and, and I the think character dynamic that was really yeah as a viewer that was like a big thing i i think interestingly that i absolutely agree i saw the progression of characters getting mm. more polished and things mm -hmm. But I think you could also argue that that happens in life generally of when you're a young person growing up. Absolutely. Because as yeah. you get older, you usually Become generally more mindful, start to, don't you? Well, yeah. and you start to earn more money because you progress throughout your career. Yeah, so if yeah. you take Je Jane and Shed... Uh, Jane and Shenny. Shane and Jenny, <laughs> for example. Coupling, I like yeah, that. There you go. Um, Jane. You know, they were both really kind of down and out, didn't really have any careers. Mm. Jenny mm. was a struggling writer. Yeah, she yeah. was really only just getting into her hairdressing. And then yeah. over time, yeah. those characters did mm. become more polished because yeah. they really stepped into that creativity. Yeah. Do you feel, though, like actually being an actress on that, did you feel the external pressure, though? So since you realised that it was getting... Because we were saying that you joined in season two. Well, well, you see, that's the interesting thing because 
I don't have the experience that I know um, the other actresses who were there in season one had. I didn't right, have that yeah. experience of, and I think that's fascinating. And I always say I joined a show that was successful and was doing well, and I joined it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't do anything that was brave or the women who started then in that took on the pilot were absolutely groundbreaking in their choices to do that. There was, they've all told me at various times, people have told me that, you know, they were, you know, people were reading this script. It was getting passed around all these young women in LA and people were saying, don't do it. Yeah. You can't, if well, yeah. you do that, you know, that's it. That's your career over. You're sidelined, you're this, you're that. And, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of people who did just go, I'm not taking that risk. Yeah. I mean, we won't know who they are yeah. because, you know, they never came forward. But they took a huge risk and they entered into it. And they, I always have this image of that shot of them from the first season where they're all wearing um, what they call wife beaters, don't mm. they? Oh, yeah. Vest Love tops. It. Still popular. <laughs> and so they're all wearing them and they're all sort of in jeans and it's that sort of feel. And... They took that leap mm -hmm. yeah. and then it became this huge phenomenon and, you know, a big zeitgeisty yeah. thing. Yeah. But I didn't do that. So I have all respect for them and I've seen them see the progression. I think it's interesting that you say that you didn't have a part of that because... I genuinely, I agree with you. I commend them for, for actually mm. starting all that up because it was completely raw. They didn't have anything to go by. Obviously, when you joined in season mm -hmm. two, you saw how well it was doing, but it was mm. still, what, 2005? Yeah. 2006 I still when you joined. It's a very brave. It was still very brave to for take sure. on, I think, especially within that time. And although you saw that it was popular, it's still, you know, I could imagine that you might have had it's people risk, that were saying yeah. it's a risk. This is a lesbian role. Did you not? Or D did you? I, there were within my friendship circles no no one was like it's a so risk sorry good. just take me back a second so were you living in america at this time how did this come about for you to kind of end up at a casting and then read this script well the i mean i'd been ugh, if i take you i don't know take you back to maybe the year or so before that or maybe it was two years i can't remember yeah. i'd done a big bollywood film which was okay. went to the Oscars, was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. So oh, wow. in going there to L.A. for the Oscars and having all that fun, I had a manager and I was doing what a lot of actresses did at that time. There was a pilot season. You would stay, you would audition, you'd get pilots. Pilots would either go or not, you know, the pilot mm -hmm, show, yes, the first yeah. show of a new season. And I'd been doing that and I'd been doing short films and, and feature films and just, you know, doing a couple of episodes of this and a couple of episodes of that mm -hmm. and getting work visas. But I was coming and going back and forth to London. If I was in London, I'd tell you that I was based in London. And if I was in L.A., I'd tell you I was right. based right. in L.A. Okay. Because that's what everyone has yeah. to do yeah. to just be... Yes, of course I'm available. I'm everywhere. Ten hours away, but I'm, I'm just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And this was in the days where you would be making a self-tape and it would be a tape. You'd have wow, to deliver and you'd that. actually <laughs> post it. You'd go down to, I can't even remember what they're called now. What were the, the people that sent FedEx? You'd have to go into oh, the office wow. that used to be kind of scattered around Soho and give them something and they'd FedEx it out to LA or, or vice versa. That's amazing. Crazy stuff like that. So I was doing work like that. I had just done a very big pilot for Fox Mm -hmm. which shot in Hawaii. We were talking about Hawaii oh, and the beach life before. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And I'd had about three, four weeks there. And it was a big deal. And myself and the rest of the cast were all on this high. It was a bit like a, we were like the golden 
pilot that was mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. do really well. And then suddenly, and this is what's so weird about the business, out of nowhere, they decided that half the cast, myself included, and half the producers and writer, the main writer, whose yeah. idea it was, were all cut from the show. Oh, wow. Goodbye. Thank you very much. We're turning it into Baywatch, more or less. No. And so suddenly I went from literally overnight, hero to zero, wow. overnight. Oh, my wow. God. So I was a bit like, oh. And, it, you know, I know now looking back that there was it was all about tone. They didn't want a sort of slightly posh, mm-hmm. well-spoken English woman to be the mm-hmm. lead. They wanted people running on the beach in their red swimming costumes. Right, and that right. was what they wanted. So I was a bit in that state where I was sort of licking my wounds yeah. a little bit. I'm wondering yeah. what I was going to do. Was I going to stay? Was I going to go back to London? And then the L word audition came up. Initially, I put myself on tape, like I say, a physical tape in London. What did you have to do? I had. To, which one did I have to do? I had to do this scene where... I meet my mother and my children are there. I had to do right, one like okay. that. And then I also had to do the one with the therapist, the very first scene that yeah. you see. Brilliant. I was going to say, because if you can't do that at audition, they're not yeah. At least they yeah. didn't lure you into a false sense of security. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but the, what, you, what we was just saying before about the way the character was written. Mm. I mean, it was, it was like she walked. I mean, I can't remember now, but it was like Ice Maiden, <laughs> Audrey Hepburn, <laughs> m- masculine styling. I mean, it was so the hyperbole around uh, this character was yeah. fast and kind of, kind of shocked you. And he was like, "No one, no one is that. No one walks in." A- I personally think you've let loose a whole load of lesbians who are now walking around like that, or feel like they so can created <laughs> a brand of you your own lesbians, myself to- included. Eighteen-year-old me was like, "This is fully possible." And I'm, I'm well, running with this, it. This is what was so strange because, you know, you put yourself on tape and when you actually, you know, I'm not walking around a room. And for me, yeah. Helena, especially at the beginning, is all about the way she walks. Yeah, the presence. The presence, just coming into a room mm-hmm. and looking at people, yes. you know. Yeah. yeah. And that's really hard to do on a tape where, so, you know, your friend is sitting behind there going, what? You know, and you're yeah. trying to. Anyway, you're like, so, look, you've got to make out with me. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so I did that. And then I did. I, then I was asked to go on tape again in mm-hmm. London, and then they flew me out to LA to wow. test. And I was told, if you get this job, you're going straight to Canada, and you won't come back for like four months. Wow. And at the time, I didn't even know where Vancouver was. I have to say, it was a bit like where. <laughs> I mean, I, mean? I'm so shocked that the whole thing was filmed in Canada. Yeah. It shocks me. It is. I feel like again, they portray LA so well. So well. Like how? Well, it. This is what's interesting in my. In that second year of the show, my first year, mm-hmm. we went to L.A. twice, I think, and did... Or did we go once? Anyway, we went and we shot in L.A. to do lots of exteriors. So yeah. that walk, parking your car and walking up to your front okay, door so and then walking felt, into Alice's right. apartment or right. whatever. You know, that sort of yeah. thing. So you did a lot of that, a dr- lot of driving shots, lots of exteriors. Wow. Okay, fine. So... That is why for, that, for the broad yeah. of what you see is yeah. actually true. But okay, then a, a lot, lot of, of it was on you know on a soundstage in Vancouver, mm-hmm. where you know the interiors. But the pool mm-hmm. that was you know Bet and Tina's pool was always a soundstage. Yeah. At, in you know in and that Vancouver, very LA, you've got like yeah. the palm trees. Yeah, it's all very. Yeah. LA, so when yeah. you kind of were like, okay, I've got it, I'm flying out. Did at any point you think shit, like I'm going now on a on a queer TV series to pay, play like a queer, a lesbian Icon. main role. 
Like, because even as a queer woman, I, I think that, like, this is why when you say it wasn't brave, and, you know, I know that, like, Jennifer and Laurel, for example, were, like, so forthcoming, and, and, and Shane and everyone was so forthcoming with their, at the very beginning. And I think there's a lot of, like, open conversations around, you know, should, quote-unquote, straight people play queer characters, which I can understand that side of. But I think, personally, it's actually as much as particularly for the time and, and now as well i mean we talk about as if power. we've become more liberal in society i would argue that sadly i don't always think that is the case that we have allies out there that are so dedicated to like this liberation that they're going on there and doing it without fear which i think is just like so like amazing so yeah did you have that point at any point where you were like shit this is going out there like this quite dominant raw character is no not not really no no it's it's very i mean i don't know maybe when i think back to being a bit younger and being at university i was at university mm. in sheffield and i lived with you know you have housemates when yeah. you're and i had in our house there was myself another woman a gay man and a gay woman okay Amazing. that was our that was our little force, you know, yeah. yeah. That was our group. So very careful. I, I very quickly awesome. said it was a force, and then I brought that back. No, no, no. Breaking it wasn't. news. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just used to it for yeah. more reason than one. But you know, it was it, so that side of me, you know, yeah. You know, it's not like I just had lots of just become part, lots. It was it's not like I don't think I ever thought too much about it, but yeah. I just had yeah. friends who were gay, and you know, it was just. But interestingly, I can I can remember no one ever said to me, don't do it. But I do remember one one of my reps, sort of one of my sort of agent manager type people who I was with at the time sort of saying, have you thought about this? Have mm -hmm. you thought about this? You're going to have to kiss women. How do yeah. you feel about that? And I was like, from my perspective, I've had to kiss a lot of men yeah. that I'm not yeah. interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And that and it's. I'm no not, difference, you know, I'm really, not going to kid. I'm not going to pretend it's fine. It's still awkward. Those yeah. things are awkward. Yeah. But I'm not into whoever that I have to kiss, and quite it's often just, it's like an it's older man. Or like, yeah. oh, but it's know. acting. Yeah. It's acting. You yeah. Exactly. It's different. You've got to put your head into that. I mean, things. The same sort of reps. I remember, you know, like they buy you Christmas gifts. You know, it's just like corporate Christmas gifts would come. Yeah. And I remember I used to get books and one year I got a yoga mat or a yoga bag yeah. or something and after I did the L word I got things like diamante thongs <laughs> as my Christmas gift and I'd be like they're what? like you have you so know? quickly sexualized yes. me just yeah. from doing yes. a sex scene with a woman yes. that even though I would happily do oh, with a man and it's that. not it's, but it's funny you become a bit What's the word? Fetish. Yes, we yeah. can hardly ever say that yeah. word. It's so we have exactly <laughs> the same thing because obviously this whole podcast is sex positive because women should be able to own and talk about sex and their sexuality. Mm -hmm. But then we get a lot of weird and sometimes from women as well and, and even like people in the industry mm -hmm. say weird things about the fetishization size. Yeah. So like we like someone had a suggestion that we would put sex sounds as the intro sounds of this podcast. <laughs> and we were like, where do you get us just talking about queer sex into wanting to do like an OnlyFans lesbian It was lesbian actually labelled lesbian orgy sex sounds and it was sent over to us to be like, this could be the intro. <laughs> and I was like, are you actually okay? Um, so we've had it. So that's we season three. That's, it. I think three. that's what's weirder is that, yeah, mm. it's more like 
the subtle, the microaggressions actually, yes. rather than the outward yes. kind of. People it's are actually like trying. They're getting off on sending you like a yeah. diamante thong because yeah. they're like, you're really hot in that. So yeah. let me send you this. And I can remember coming back from shooting that first season. And again, my friends, you know, they're all very liberal. They're, you know, they're a lot of actors and people in the yeah. arts. So, you know, people aren't. You find it funny, yeah. But they, they would be. I can remember like various men that I knew sort of looking at me like, you know, just <laughs> giving you that little second look. And I'd be like, what? And he goes, you're a lesser now or what? Yes, it's also, <laughs> yes. It's yeah, like, and it's like, <laughs> they can't differentiate between like, it's a character. Like mm. In their brain, they've literally gone, oh, you are the character in front of me. You're not Rachel. Mm. They're like, oh no, Helena's turning up. To you as so. yeah. it's, it's weird how dissociated people get, I think, because mm. they do get so, and I, and I think as well, especially from the queer lens, people are so devoted to this because are, it yeah. has done so much work for the community. Mm. So I mm. think the line between the kind of reality and non-reality is mm. blurred, but not from a fetishization way, just from a... I think people g- gaining just... Gaining some sort of reality. With the, with yeah, the characters so because much we don't get it really in much else. Like, yeah. you know, talking 15, 20 years moving forward now, we're still, I would argue, relatively in the same space when it comes to like queer outlets on TV, music, and things. I yeah, mean, I, I would say we're much yeah. further ahead. Yes, yeah, I know. Which I actually is think sad. that the L word is way more lesbian than anything else I've actually seen. Oh, it seen. really like, it's is. So it really lesbian. Is. I yeah. actually remember the first time I ever tried to watch it. And I was so deeply in the closet that I was like, that's too lesbian for me. I can't watch it. <laughs> I was like, that's too much. And, and now she uh, is trying to be it. So this is like <laughs> the journey that Freya yeah, has gone on. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they did just get it so right. And do you think a lot of that was down to Eileen? Like, yes. She's just yeah. Um, like, yeah. she just knows and what she's doing. You know, she she was a woman who yeah, I'd never met her before, but she she lives that life in LA. That is the life yeah, that yeah. she has led and is still living. And I think, you know, she brought in different showrunners over the years. There's a woman called Rose Trochet, who is amazing. And then Angela Robinson mm-hmm. and Alex Kondracki. They're a couple who live in LA. Amazing. And they came and brought different aspects. Angela did Debs and, oh, yeah. um, you know, so she brings a lot of humor to okay. it as well. But that's sort of, you know, you hear a lot about things being unapologetically, but I think yeah. that's exactly... No, it's just real. It's just yeah. like, well, that's this, is, like, it's this, this, is, this is our life. Yeah, why we put lesbian in the name of the podcast, like we yeah. said in that interview before, yeah. because it's so unapologetically, it's yeah. lesbian, either you it's like just, it or you don't. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. It is just what it is, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think people, yeah, it's like... And you can't please everyone. So, yeah, those subtle conversations that were had throughout the whole of the L word... Mm had to have been written by queer people. Yes, yes, I think so. it couldn't have been yeah. the same otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And this is where, you know, leading into the kind of Generation Q, I think when we talk about the original L words, okay, so there wasn't a lot of, like, trans inclusivity, non-binary no. inclusivity. Although, again, I would argue Max's character was pretty kind of powerful and a yes, breakthrough at the definitely, time. And, definitely, definitely. Yeah. From a viewer perspective, it felt very genuine and mm, the transition was incredible said, yeah the generation q definitely opens up a broader spectrum of absolutely. the community yeah There's absolutely no doubt about that yeah. but from a viewer's perspective or from my personal perspective actually i'm not going to say from a viewer's perspective but it mm. is the perspective of a lot of the conversations that we have and i know that you touched upon this with laurel um, yeah. and uh, jennifer and i want to kind of touch on what they said because i thought it was really interesting was that the genuinity was lost like the the core value of what the Elwood was was just tarnished and it was interesting because you speak about going from re- very raw in season one 
to very glossy and fine tune in season five. Mm. I feel like Generation Q took what you would probably imagine was season five of the original Outward, put it on steroids and put it out there from season <laughs> one. Oh, really? I found <laughs> find it so polished and trying to hit so many conversations, so many yeah. buzzwords that there's, it's lost. Like the, yeah. com the the conversation is just not there for me. Oh, um, interesting. So that's my experience. I, I think I mean, the I think problem was is that it would have been good on its own as its own show rather than being well yes that's what i was thinking that's because it wasn't the l word no. for me you what could call it the queer word you could call it the whatever but yeah. it just no, wasn't i don't think you'd call it the whatever <laughs> um <laughs> it's great you show it's called whatever whatever it's called whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to be get away but in a way that is kind of what it but is yeah. because when that yeah. you know calling it generation q is because that's obviously you know they heard all the complaints or the criticism whatever yeah. you want to call them about these things weren't addressed with the benefit of hindsight you know it's mm -hmm. 2020 vision exactly. looking back yeah. and saying you did this wrong you did this wrong and you did this wrong god we're all doing stuff wrong right now yeah but in For 10 sure. years time people are going to go oh you know yeah. and we're all and mm -hmm. it's it's not you know intentions are good but we're getting it wrong all the time because that is the progression of history. Culture. It has to be. Cancel you know, culture is just mad. Exactly. You can get cancelled for literally anything now. And, and that's not to say that people shouldn't progress in their views no. and opening up the door to wider conversations, wider mm. variations of people. Mm. But I do also think that what was so poignant about The Outward is that it was a show about lesbians. Yes. Yeah. And and do you know what we don't have to always go yeah. What I like is that there's there's a relative like niche within what any brand is or what any show is about. There is a niche for that certain type of person or the mm. person that mm. reflects with that. And I mm. think that because it was just so lesbian, that yeah. was great. Yeah, and there and there's a lot of conversations around that. And you know that we, we spoke a bit earlier uh about, you know, I work at Diva quite a lot and I yes, do lots yeah. of different things for Diva and they are have well have become and I couldn't tell you exactly when but they have gone from being a lesbian yeah. magazine to an LGBTQIA plus yes what what's the it's a LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people and that's great so yeah. you know it covers all of that but that's what that is now but mm -hmm. that that discussion is often you know it's often have people saying well you're missing out the lesbians and you're missing out the the you know it's great. I think yeah. doing a lesbian supper club yeah. is what you yeah. guys should be doing. It's yeah. perfect. And I think the sad thing is we're all arguing within the community about all of these things being exposed within one area because there's not enough. So if there was a lot more queer magazines that did take on more of a lens of a trans angle or a bisexual angle... They, I'm not saying it's bad that Diva has done this, but maybe Diva wouldn't have felt to have op needed to open it up as more because there would have been more space. The same with podcasts, the same with TV shows. And I think, again, going yeah. back to the L word, that is why people almost felt it personal because it was like, it's a queer show and it's the only queer show I have and I don't see it represented. But Eileen was talking about her experience. She was talking about yeah. her And it was very personal, you know, that yeah. everything from that little corner of West Hollywood, you know, that's yeah. actually, mm -hmm. she actually lived in a little corner of West Hollywood for a while and Angela Amazing. and Alex, I had them on for Pod Diva and they were talking about, there's a, there's a storyline where Shane, no, Carmen wakes up really cross with Shane because in her dream, Shane has cheated, cheated on her. Cheated, yeah. And <laughs> they I've had that. And they were telling me this story about, you know, that actually happened to them. Yeah. One mm -hmm. of them, um, Alex woke up one morning 
and she dreamt that Angela had cheated on her <laughs> and didn't speak to her for about a week or something. She was so furious. She couldn't get over it. She's so passionate. And she was just like, ah, I'm Legend. so cross with you. And, and Angela was just laughing and going, I think that's a universal <laughs> lesbian experience. Well, like I two it, lens. I mean, I think yeah. we all have that. I yeah. have that with my partner. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Everyone does it, but it's, it's absolutely their experiences yeah, put, put on yeah, the screen. And that's what makes it so authentic yeah. because it was real. The and number of times they were saying, yeah. this actually happened. Yeah. This actually happened to a friend of mine. This actually happened yeah. to, you know. Were you based off of anyone? Was Helena Peabody based off I of I think anyone? I was based on someone. I remember at the time, Eileen didn't really tell me, but later she was telling me about someone, a philanthropist, a woman mm -hmm. based in New York. She wasn't English. But yes, based on someone. Okay. You know? Well, thank you for bringing the British representation. Well, I to think the that. Work, I mean, I think it was a very smart that, yeah. move. That on was there. a quick win for you. I think you, you know, your character started off to be a bit of an arsehole, but yeah. everyone loved you just because you were British. <laughs> that's the way. Like, but it was very smart of them. Yeah. You know, they they do that a lot on American yeah. TV shows. They want to yeah. bring in that English mm -hmm. audience. But you, but you played her so well no. because she was supposed at the start. You know, a bit of a brat really is absolutely her character like her character growth is one but of the, the best i think throughout. It's, it's the best one throughout the whole thing yeah, the, the growth of helena how you become to just really love helena yeah um and even though she's a bit of a brat and then even a bit complex. prison era as <laughs> helena it was like a growth <laughs> for helena era. i loved prison era helena it was iconic was fun. i know lives only watched you're oh, terrible okay. lesbian. We've already, dubbed you in. We've already <laughs> dubbed you in. You've only just entered Liv's screen. Ah. Ah. Uh, you're quite recent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, well, you're currently Get back in the to me, Tina. Tell me what you That's why she's managing era. to contain herself right now. Right. Otherwise, if she'd seen it, she would be able to sit here. No, I'm joking. Well, I thought <laughs> Orange was quite good on me. I remember no, Orange. I think it looked fantastic, it was... especially when you come back with the tan as well. Yes, you remember yes, when you when went I, on yes, the whole yes, like, yes, healing journey? That was quite good fun. And I mean, I remember talking to, you know, because... It's not it's not like I came up with this idea at all. I mean, it's an old idea. Women in prison. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of those <laughs> storylines. But I can remember talking to Eileen about it and saying it would be really good if someone went to prison. Yeah, someone needs to go to prison. And you said fact, it a bit too loudly. And she, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go off. And um, but you know, and afterwards, I mean, I don't know whether you know this already or whether this is something that is out there. I think people know that after the L word, they did a show that only made it to a pilot, which was called The Farm. And it was based I in a women's prison. Wow. And the storyline was that Leisha Haley's character, so yeah. Alice, uh -huh. goes to prison. <laughs> you should you should block your ears at this point. It's all right. Dave already dug me in and it's a terrible spoiler. And that's a terrible spoiler. <laughs> but Dave, spoiler. No, no. For a, a Jenny Oh. oh, yes. I. Uh, you can't hear me, but incredible. I'm doing my fingers across my neck. No, yes. Record, don't you worry. Wait, hold on. Did you just did you just allude to the fact that Jenny killed herself? No, Alice no, no, killed no. Jenny. The, in this, oh, no, no, no. But this is the whole point. I never I never saw that pilot. You I never read the first. script. But I knew that it I knew that it that it got made. And I think the idea was, I think the premise was Alice goes to prison. Alice out of all of them Alice that's hysterical well, because think, they had that like little hate for each other from the very yes, get go like right, Alice yeah. couldn't fucking stand Jenny's yeah. presence yeah. Yeah. but so 
the idea is is that she gets oh, that you know been she so goes to good. prison for it <gasps> but obviously did she didn't she is she trying to prove her innocence alice i mean come on she and then it became, that and then it just became orange is the new black yes and then it didn't happen but something else came yeah. wrong well yeah. someone was in the room uh, when they were doing that right exactly. making some exactly i'm walking out of this room and finding some sharp funding for the farm yes, the so farm. it had melissa leo in oh, i wow. think who oh should i say that i think it i think she i'm almost 100 percent. maybe we should fact check that <laughs> so, right, but don't she, edit. she's the one who plays my wife at the beginning winnie with red oh, hair. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Winnie. yeah. yeah. So, oh, uh, was she like in the prison as well? She's yes, I think she was. I think she was in the prison. <laughs> so I don't she's know Nikki in Orange is the New Black, the yeah, red fiery Nikki. hair. They've literally pulled the characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's Alice would have been Tush. That and would have been hysterical. But it, I mean, good. you know, I, I, I'd always said all the way, you know, to uh, Leisha in those last couple of years, if there is a spinoff, you'll be, you'll be in it, and she'd be like. Do you think so? Yeah, I'd be like, absolutely. Because you're her. everyone's yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freya you're, loves her. Yeah. She's what, she's yeah. funny, but she can do the real emotional impact. Yeah. She's quirky. She's not too much. She's not like a bet sort of, or Helena sort of fierce, scary. She's everyone's she's cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because they've got that podcast, um, yes. her and Kate, Pants which is pod. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and they were speaking about the Generation Q and their experience, and they said something that really shocked us that they didn't know that that was being cancelled until it was already cancelled, and they were like, "What? Some of the last people to know?" And they fought apparently Q. for Generation Q to happen. Yeah, they did, and then they they were got completely because <laughs> they make a lot of like yeah. inadvertent jokes on their podcast, being like, "We're fucked." Because everyone just keeps letting us go and we're just living out of our suitcases sort of thing. And they were saying that, yeah, they literally turned up at the trailer for one of the last days, had no idea, and then found out, I think, through a news article. I think it was an article. No. That it was ending. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, they obviously are very professional and things. But again, that's where I think, like, it's such sadness from an audience's perspective to to hear those types of Mm. things because... Mm. You know that the original, and it goes far beyond the cast on screen. And the trailblazers. The producers, the directors, the writers would have all been so devoutly cherishing like the L word. That wouldn't have happened if that was the same person, you know? And we, because we've heard a lot about L word New York, which obviously we're all advocating for. I mean, I can't expect you to say anything. It's very interesting. What have you heard? But we have heard through the grapevines. That there is a plan for Eileen after Generation Q's, I'm not going to call it a failure, but obviously it was wiped. Mm, and I don't think it's yeah. because it was Generation Q. Sadly, queer shows are getting wiped left, right and centre. Mm. There was talks that she may go and do an L word specific version mm. of New York style. Uh, original characters. Yeah. Which okay. obviously we've I'm calling Eileen right for. now. <laughs> and I'm putting in my role. I mean, it's, it's interesting y- because Eileen, as far as... Helena, just let us live in the dream. You, I I'm love so how you just called okay. her Helena. No, I know, because, yeah. I'm, because, okay. I'm, I'm go- because I'm trying to target Helena. I don't, yeah. I'm, don't We're speaking want to Helena now. Yeah. Yeah. Just let us all <laughs> live in the fantasy. Okay. okay, well, maybe I should say at this point, no comment. I've got uh, I'm no, okay. nine times no, out of ten on the Lesbian Supper Club Instagram page. I'm just there ready to DM her and beg. And then I thought, don't think, don't think do better it. of it. You want to get her on this show? I'd love to get her on the show. 
Do you want me to ask her on yes. your behalf? Fantastic. Amazing. More uh, jeans for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want she'll have maybe she'll have go for some jeans. That would, you'd have to fly her over though. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> We're going out there to make remake ourselves just for her iPhones. <laughs> Yeah, do it. That desperate. Yeah. Yeah, just do the whole remake L word on an iPhone edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there any scenes or moments for you where you found it difficult? Was there any any difficulty during your L word experience or or was it just like just good vibes all round? Generally it was good vibes all round. I think I was generally really lucky with mm-hmm. my scene partners, if you know, in the in my Early couple of years, it was mostly Laurel and Jennifer. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still good friends with yeah, them. I still amazing. see, I mean, Jennifer was, I don't know whether you saw yes, the social. She was here <laughs> over the summer and it was lovely. Hung out with her. Yeah. It was so nice to sort of just spend more than, I don't know, a quick Zoom call mm-hmm. with her. It was really lovely. It was, you know, she's an amazing woman. She is. Yeah. I always say this because I'm a big fan of Jennifer myself. I'm a, I'm a fan of her work. And I'm a fan of her as a person. She's a beautiful woman Mm. and she's got such heart and, and she, she's just, yeah, she is all the things that you hope she would be. She is, she's lovely. Um, and Laurel as well is all those mm. things. I don't, I, you know, she was coming over for her exhibitions and I would see her and it oh, would just, you know, lovely. it's lovely. So nice it's really lovely. So I think I was really lucky. And then later years I would be with Leisha mm-hmm. and she's an amazing, she's fantastic. Oh, that that storyline was hilarious. Yes, the little she, love thing. Between she, her. Yes, I mean, just, she's great. I feel like she'd make you feel quite comfortable if you had to do like a sex scene or something with her. Like I feel like she'd yeah, make a joke probably. about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. She's, I mean, I de- never did it, that kind yeah. of stuff with her, but she is, she's, you know, a great person to work with. And Alexandra Hedison as mm. well, who played Dylan, was who was my long-standing was very love. Intense. She, you know, she's a great friend. Okay. She's brilliant. I mean, she's, she's another person who's extremely talented, like mm-hmm. Laurel is, they like Leisha like, yeah, is. So like yeah. all these other things that they yeah. do, photography, like Leisha's a great musician. Laurel's a great artist. They're, they're all these Renaissance women, as mm-hmm. I see them. Amazing, um, yeah. So I think I was very lucky. I think maybe some of my hardest scenes were weirdly some of the stuff in prison. Okay. Wasn't always so straightforward. I think I think acting a lot of the time is such a team game. Yeah. You know? It's like if the yeah. if the three of us are in a scene together and you're supposed to be the Helena Peabody character, yeah. making me feel a bit nervous. If I'm blocking that and just going, yeah, then, then you're like, the oh, then it doesn't yeah. work. So yeah. the team, it's a team game. Yes. You know, you yeah. all have to be. And sometimes in some of those scenes in prison, people weren't yeah, trying to know chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not even chemistry. They weren't. Anyway. Feeding it back. It, yeah. it, 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 some of those scenes were harder. Yeah, some of those scenes were harder sometimes. Yeah. And talking of like the team player element, the basketball game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to know the iconic yes! back throw. Is that genuine? That was genuine. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was such a weird moment. It was, so, I mean, because what a, that was such a fluke. But it was genuine. And it was so on character as well. I know. It to just it was, be Helena straight in it, there. But straight, it was yeah. one of those moments, like they were said, this is what you're going to do. And I don't know if you remember, there was a thing in the hallway where I was 
practice with Alice and I yeah, throw it over my like shoulder that. and it goes in. And I couldn't do it there yeah. in yeah. that little thing, which probably was incredibly easy. <laughs> yeah. I should have been able to do that. I remember it's like, oh, it didn't go in. It didn't go in. Oh, well, they'll just, you know, do the shot separately. Yeah. But when we did it there on the court, mm-hmm. and I did this, I remember doing this silly little foot thing. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> remember. It, and it actually went in and there was this palpable sort of gasp. But everyone was like, <gasps> because obviously so there's the, the cast. genuine. Yeah, well. I was like, so yes. genuine. Because then, well, they probably did other reactions afterwards, yeah, you yeah. know, with different cameras. But there was a palpable moment because the if you think about all the film crew Everything that are surrounding yeah. around and yeah. makeup artists who are just hanging out and sort of watching, maybe not paying attention, you know, whatever. And then you could hear everyone go, <gasps> <laughs> even me, because I was like, you're like, did I just get that in? Oh my God. <laughs> it, it, that was, yeah, that okay, was I'm a real so, moment. I'm so happy for you that it was caught on camera, honestly. Yeah, because it's very happy. <laughs> can you yeah. imagine doing exactly. that again? And I remember yourself. we played on and everyone... W- kind of was looking at each other in this way like keep it going is she gonna, keep yeah. it going don't break don't, <laughs> don't break, break the energy because you've got to keep it you know because otherwise I like if people if anyone had said oh my god Rachel yeah, yeah. It's so I think Pappy's energy was just bringing the vibe to that as yeah, well yeah, yeah. I mean that, yeah. that scene was just so hysterical yeah. yeah we whenever a group of us always get together like it will usually turn to some kind of sport that may just be arm wrestling or or grappling in the street yeah um but like when we're on the (laughs) beach sometimes in cornwall someone will always bring a football yeah it'll always get a bit over friendliness of like everyone starts to hate each other it's just like classic (laughs) lesbianism that we can't just have a friendly game yeah there's got to be a couple of ball girls bat and ball yeah bat and ball exactly bat and ball no one will play with oh, me. Oh yeah, there was there was a massive fallout. No one, no you, one plays with me if because you ever I win. See so I'm <laughs> always like, I'm not playing. I'm above it. <laughs> if you ever want to hate me. someone instantly, just play bat and ball with her. She is the most infuriating <laughs> person. Tactics. She's got uh, yeah. There's a real passion in you for mm-hmm. bat and ball, isn't there? So if you were to be then any other character apart from Helena, have, do you have any idea who you would have wanted to have played? I think what your ideal. I character? think Alice would be fun to play. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just think she got some of the great storylines but you know what i don't think anyone could do it like leisha did so such so how i don't think i could really i think the thing about leisha is that you wouldn't usually get this but her almost i I don't know this person but what i see of her on the podcast which is her like natural state Mm. is actually quite close to her character state which is i think what you mean by that so maybe maybe you know this maybe you don't i set up pants as the podcast i started that yeah i started that in lockdown okay um i'd interviewed kate and leisha for diva magazine and i'd Mm -hmm. done an audio thing and i'd made a little 10 i don't know 15 minute feature maybe not even what, that long on pod diva or no this was in before the magazine pod diva was oh, even okay, going fine. there oh, was wow. for a while there You're was the something called radio diva which was quite a small thing and it, it went yeah. out weekly and i would make weekly 10 minute features only just sort of finished my training i was saying before that i did mm. an ma in radio and i'd only just finished that so i was still very much like learning how to put things together and anyway i did a a feature with the two of them and their voices when you know I've seen them together obviously all the time and they are best friends but their voices are just hysterical together mm, yeah yes. you know the deep voice you know Cade's deep voice yeah, and then yeah. Leisha's like this yeah. and and the two of them together that they are a double act mm-hmm. and yeah. it was locked down and people were making loads of podcasts and I just said let's do it amazing yeah. so and you were the mastermind wow that's oh, how really it started that's incredible and the little log line 
that's there about they met 20 years ago. That, you know, I wrote that. That's my thing. Oh, I said it all okay. up. They are great friends together, yeah. you know, mm. and they have been since they met. Yeah, although in I do, the audition, I do feel though that you could you could have actually played Alice though because of the kind of more like quirkier elements of Helena. I can see. Okay. I think later stage still, Helena. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not yeah. Helena. Helena at the start, you'd naturally just go yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. the yeah. suit. It's the accomplished woman. It's the. It's even the like the aesthetic, the tall. But you, know, you very yeah, 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 yeah. transform that character to a bit yeah. more playful. Then yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that happens on a show over. You know, we were there for five years and I think writers write to the actors a bit. They ha they kind of have to mm -hmm. yeah. because, well, do they have to? They do. I think they just yeah. do, you know, and if they it's probably see... probably like a subconscious thing. If yes, you do. Else. You just sort of, you, you know, you start to, it starts to blur. That's, you yeah. know, this whole thing. I really like this idea of blurred lines around, yeah. you know, actors speak lines, but it's blurred. Who are they? Are they, are they the actors? Are mm -hmm. they their character? Yeah. What does the character um, that they're playing rub off on them? Do they rub off on the character? Mm -hmm. What, you know, all these different things. And I think when the writers are there and they know you, then they start to write, obviously, to your strengths as a performer, mm -hmm. but also to what they see you doing. I can remember turning up in Vancouver before I'd shot anything, and I went to, there was an event at, or a small gathering at Eileen's house, and I arrived, and I was there in my Birkenstocks and my wide linen trousers Proper and a little T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but that was just who, that, that was just me. I yeah. just sort of, and a T-shirt sort of, and, and just very... You know, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I mean, the listener They'd can't see off this on you, even without you. Realizing. But no, but that, that's what was quite interesting was that I was. You know, I, I don't wear jewelry. I yeah. don't wear. I'm not blingy in any yeah. way. Mm. And I, I, and my hair is just like naturally curly and messy and whatever. But I can remember one director just being like, "This is who we've cast." <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> because they were like, "What?" And then the next time I met them. I'm you there, glammed up, power heels, yeah. and my hair, and my and the, you know, I and my nails, that. and everything. Mm. Can I proper get into character? Yes, that and that's just you, a yeah. sign of like an amazing actress. Because so, yeah, we've got same. a friend, and she's just like absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, very flawless. like shy, kind of it, like innocent type character. Mm. Tiny, tiny thing, but she fights like she knows how to professionally fight, and like she with loves fights with wow. knives. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, hardcore. Oh my God. Like and then Angelina she shows Jolie. us these fighting <laughs> scenes, and it's like, who are you? Because wow. like the person we yeah. see, she gets so like sometimes in rooms, she we we call it gay panic. She's straight, but we call her and call it anyway because just to wind her up, gets almost <laughs> like gay panic in a room yeah. full of women and just yeah. babbles and does. And yeah. then she like pulls out these fight scenes, and she's very, like she's very nerdy, down six foot cute. men yeah. with wow. knives. And it's is she it, a stunt woman or does she, she does she has an actress? She's literally yeah. So she is the actress who taught herself to be able to be the stunt woman as That's well. Amazing. So she gets casted for a role like that. Yeah. She can do it all, which is just iconic. I've all, I remember having a while when I was, I'd done a few, this is before L Word, and I'd done a few um, indie films and various pieces and doing uh, sword fight. I played Bodicea or Boudicca. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, and I'd had to do sword fighting mm -hmm. and I'd had to, you know, you always have to do, get into a bit of a fight. And I remember thinking for a while, maybe I'd like to look into that being a yeah. stunt well, we'll woman. Yeah, we'll have to get her to train Do the you. training. She's amazing. Oh, I think it's too late for that now. But <laughs> Not at all. She, you know, I remember thinking that was a just a brilliant 
job. Yeah. But obviously, there's a you know, it's quite risky too. Oh, I, yeah. I think she sure. enjoys the thrill of the risk. Yeah, of actually, course. you've got to. I think you've yeah. got to be a little bit on the side of just like yeah. enjoying the pain. I have yeah. asked her to fight me, but she won't do it. She yet. won't do it. All right, I'm just looking here to see if there's any questions that we've kind of missed. We've but I actually mm. think I we've, think we've, like, we've asked you a lot. I mean. Uh, Actually playing a gay role, though, I mean, if you hadn't played a gay role before this, had you? You know what? That I might have played... I think I played a character on something... Do you remember there was an actor called who played Dirty Den in the East in East Enders? Yes. yes. And I did a thing, and I can't remember dirty what it was. <laughs> dirty Den. Were you Dirty he, Den? No, no, no. <laughs> he was... It, this was after he left East Enders, and he was doing an episode of one of these sort of rural police... Oh, okay. crime yeah. drama things yeah. you know like an episode he was those. the baddie and i was his whore basically and i can remember there was a scene where they said to me something like are you in love with him or something and i was like no because he's not my type if you know what i mean oh, and that's right. as close as i think i never saw i mean i was yeah. a sort of you know i was a periphery character in Love his storyline mm -hmm. but yeah but that was but, as close as you got i mean did you ever feel like it gave you a bit of like an existential crisis though like do, because when you get really involved into a character and that character starts to rub off, were you ever a bit like oh on oh the what like oh i oh, could be gay yeah. <laughs> Just say it how it is, It's an honest question. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think. Look, I'm. I'm not going. I'm not trying to sort of jump on any bandwagons, no, but I do to. believe that in your life anything can happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there are plenty of stories I know of friends whose mothers and even mm -hmm. friends who think yeah. they're straight for a gazillion years and then suddenly they're not until yeah. something happens. You know and. The more I do loads of interviews on Pod Diva and, mm -hmm. you know, couples who actually say that. There's one woman I interviewed who said that she's not a lesbian. She's carasexual. Right. So just, you know, and I so think just that's... just for Cara. Yeah. 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 You know, that happens. So I'm not saying that I'm looking for that. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a happily married yes. woman to no, a man. No, no, and I, yeah, everyone but, listening, but, she's married <laughs> and she's not on social media. But the whole... You know, I think I think everyone and I think I think that part of this advocacy and this drive that I think you are doing and I do at Diva and Diva does and, yeah. you know, the L word and all these things do is this drive towards it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. You don't have if you want if you're a lesbian, that's great. But if you don't if you want a label, take it. If you don't, don't, yes. don't and even I, I'm worry about it for well. a second. And I think yeah. that's where we're aiming for, where you can yeah, just absolutely. be absolutely well at the moment I'm doing this. Look, I'm aiming for my children to come out to me as straight. <laughs> I'm like, if you're gonna come out to me, <laughs> yeah, I can't assume either way. Yeah, I have to come out with to yeah. me yes, either way, exactly, yeah. or, or whatever it might be. I think yeah. it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, there there is always that like pressure of you've got to come and out, and you've got to that. announce yeah. yourself. And I am very all up for coming out, but also at the same time, it shouldn't be a scary, mm. massive thing. No, no. Where you've got to sit your parents down and be like, okay, no. and I'm no. terrified now. And I, I like, like what you say there out. about the kind of identification because, like, I love my label. Like, I really yeah. like it, but I understand that some people don't. And mm. again, I think it's acceptance within the community is that mm. we all pressure each other to be like, well, what box are you in? Or actually, mm. you don't need a box mm. at all. And then there's mm. that like double-sided argument of like, no, you need a box. No, you don't. And you can just do either or. Yeah. You either want it's your box that's you want box. Yeah, exactly. You want it. I mean, it's, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we are all, I mean, and I can't remember the quote, but there is a quote, you know, we are multiples, all of us. Yes. We're yeah. all different things. Yeah. You know, I sit here in front of you, I am 
more than your age is put together, right? No, and I totally am, For but you're really not. No, I'd love not. how young you think <laughs> yeah, we thank are. You. We're both not. about <laughs> 15. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 16. You, you know, that thing of like, you are all these different things. And I go from being a dog walker, mm-hmm. you know, with my hood up and my cagoule on this morning, yeah. you know, that yeah. sort of, and then I try and make a bit of an effort because I'm coming into town to yeah. meet you yeah. lovelies and, you know, the, the different things that we do. And then I'm a mother. We're all so many different things. I'm an actress. I'm an audio mm-hmm. producer. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying on jeans. I'm, you know, I'm... <laughs> You're now a Levi's brand ambassador. Yes, I am. I love Levi's. <laughs> so, so it, you know, it's, you know, all, all these things that we are. Yeah. And we're all fluid. Absolutely. Yeah. In those personas and those identities. And it's the perception we are always perceived differently by different people Absolutely. there are multiple people in my life that I know will perceive me as you only see that one side yes. of you I know that there is a handful of people in Notting Hill that will perceive me as the crackhead of Portobello Road because that is how, how I we look in the morning. when we walk our <laughs> right, dog so in the morning <laughs> it is it's bad it's funny and it is bad and then I will have um, somebody who perceives me as being like stuck up or somebody yeah, who yeah. perceives me as being absolutely wild and yeah. unhinged and yeah. it's, it's always different there's areas there's all these of, different yeah. parts of and, and I'm all of them and as an actor I think that's another interesting thing as an actor you're always sort of moving between those worlds because in this little circle you know I'm Helena Peabody and then Mm -hmm. in another circle if I was in India I'm Elizabeth in this film Lagan which was an enormous hit and it's like you find yourself you don't necessarily seek out these particular worlds but you find yourself in these worlds Mm -hmm. and you know, roles that resonate with people and stick around. And as we say, you know, the legacy of the, the L word yeah. was five years. And yet here we are still well, talking I, I'm, about I'm it. hoping to still see more Helena. Well, so am I. Oh, I would, would you do it? Would if you, do you in a if heartbeat. There was, you would. In a heart. Right, okay, let's get right, this. The petition's the right, happening. Okay, girls, the right, petition is happening. You're on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make things happen. Liv does <laughs> make does. things happen. I've got one final question before we make you read out our quite tame horror story. Although, define tame, actually. If you've mentioned that you've got a young daughter. Yeah. Does she... Is she... Obviously, she's aware. Yeah. But does she get that her mum was in, like, one of the most iconic queer or lesbian TV series of all time? So I would imagine at some point, if they're not already, because I think Gen Zs are a whole new breed of, Mm. like... Mm. They're just incredible generation, really. Going to start discovering... Have you thought about that when she comes to you and goes like... No, she's only 14. 14, I think. So, no. <laughs> See, that's, you know... I Not that you know of, anyway. No, that's true. I mean, who knows? She's probably seen the fan knows. edits on TikTok. It's... Oh, God. <laughs> the, um, you know, I, I go back. I said to this, I said this before that I did this Bollywood film and she's definitely been with me in scenarios where, you know, I've been sort of surrounded by Indian people who are like, wow. oh my goodness, look who it is. And, mm. and, and you know, she's with me when I get recognized occasionally. Yeah. And she's been with me on a couple of little diva, not events, but you know, she's she's seen like yeah. there was the pop-in shop that they had, Diva had a little while ago. Okay. Um during Pride. And so she's seen that. Yeah. Um she definitely doesn't think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But it's interesting because I I also did something, there was something called Once Upon a Time, which was a big sort of teen show. And some of her friends had watched it and I definitely got a sense from them that they were like, oh, you're you're mom. And, you know, that was nice because that, the one thing, the one thing about the L word is whenever anyone says they've seen it, you will, I do often think, "Ah, so you've seen my tits. Yeah. (laughs) And, 
you know, that's like... That was what uh, I was going to leave the I podcast If I can assure with. you that when I think about you, I'm not thinking about yeah. the text no, scenes. I know. Well. Just, just, uh, so if that gives you ease going forward, and I but swear you know that's what I the mean? truth. I do sometimes yeah, think that. that yeah. But that's, mind. you know, that's not just about the L word. That's yeah. also, you know, there's other shows. And I, I'm... I don't think anyone would want to see him now, but then I really didn't care. I was like, yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Well, you being know, completely honest, yeah. when we first done the first episode, we were setting up, like we had like a, we were filming it somewhere else. We, because it was the first episode with pilot, blah, blah, blah. We like put out all these candles and these like iconic, like queer things, like Ellen's first magazine. And, yeah. and <laughs> I did buy your diva magazine oh, cover <laughs> off of eBay. <laughs> and it's now in the living room. Yeah, so actually, maybe people are thinking that when they yeah, see maybe you. They I mean, are. It was a very I don't know. just. It was a need. It needs must at the time <laughs> for us. But you know, when I took when wrong. I took that when I went on the L word, one I rem clearly remember one of the things talking about Portobello as well, being in the electric on yeah. Portobello, oh, yeah. and talking to my manager and to organise, you know, going out there for the test and if I come back, but you have to sort out your contract beforehand, mm -hmm. right? right yeah. Even though at this point you haven't got the job, so it seems like a bit of a laugh, really. But her talking about this three-second nipple shot, which was <laughs> written into the contract that they oh, couldn't wow, have right. a shot where my nipple was on in shot for more than three seconds. And wow. I remember we were all out. We, it was, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night in London yeah. and it's the afternoon in LA and they were being all serious and we're going, yeah, get let's all order three-second <laughs> nipple shots. We all wanted to have a shot. Let's all, you know. <laughs> I think every CCTV camera across Notting Hill has got a three-second nipple shot of me. Probably. Actually, so yeah. you're not alone. <laughs> You're not funny. Right, so we've got we've got two different horror stories. That, so I'm gonna try and decide which one. Okay, you can actually decide just oh, based okay. off of the context. You okay. won't know exactly what it is. Um, there is one. Um, <laughs> there is one strap on with friends uh, <laughs> horror story, and there is one compulsive liar fire story. Oh, I like the liar fire. Okay, liar fire. Liar fire. We Do well, I say who it is? No, uh, no. no they generally like to remain. I can't imagine why they'd want to remain anonymous, but they do. Yeah. Okay. I, this one actually, this horror story comes with a photo for Rachel to have a look at, but we're going to get Rachel. Oh my God. To, uh, to <laughs> that photo. To, to read out this week's horror story. So I'll, I'll let you take it away. Okay. It's brutal. Here we go. It does look brutal. There's a, a photo. Okay. A few years back. I was casually sleeping with this girl who was quite a bit older than me. She lived with her best mate, who was a bit of a strange character, to put it nicely. One night out, said friend told me she had stage four cancer. And in the drunken, awkward state I was in, I asked her how she was, to which she replied, as okay as can be, considering it's terminal. Fuck. Mortified yeah. at my response... I spoke to the girl I was getting it on with who confirmed the story to be true and had a bit of a breakdown. Fast forward a few years and a second friend had moved in with them. They noticed a lack of medication around the house and decided to do some digging. While searching the house, this friend identified that the cancer did not exist and the crazy lady had created this whole backstory and lie for reasons that are still unknown. Like... How long was she planning on being terminal for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Was her plan to make some miracle recovery with no surgery or treatment? Fuck knows. But anyways, <laughs> that actually isn't the most batshit part of the story. 
<laughs> Hold tight, listeners. Caught out in her web of lies, this girl then decided the best thing to do was to set the house on fire. <laughs> I shit you not, then sent the below photo to the media for a fitting photo when they published the article about it. Oh, my God. So we ca- I carry on. Yes. <laughs> this isn't technically X-related, The girl was a lesbian, though. My (laughs) first girlfriend was a compulsive liar and lied about the strangest stuff, but this story takes the win in my eyes. P.S. Don't post this photo on (laughs) socials. There was some lesbian drama unrelated to the cancer hoax that I'd rather stay anonymous from. Whoa, it just gets deeper and deeper. There was some lesbian drama. I mean, she can't even post. We can't even post the house on fire because the lesbian drama runs so deep. That Can even the house imagine? on fire will trigger another lesbian internal oh war. What, I wonder what led her to just burning the whole house on fire. Was that a full BD? That was I a think breakdown. that was a full breakdown. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought have been. so. I've been it? caught out in your lies and you're oh thinking, let me just burn the whole place down. But it's not It's not an uncommon lie, is it? I mean, how, no. how many now, how many people on social media lying. have been exposed as lying about oh, my I cancer journey? Do you that. actually want to know something terrible? Someone catfished me, not for a very... What does pleasant. catfish me? Oh, okay. So, you know, when they use... Um, so they took photos of me to okay. pose as someone else. So, like, okay. they create their own profile. But oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, someone was like, oh, have you seen that this po- this person is posing to be you on Facebook? And they sent it over to my Instagram account. And I was thinking, a bit flattered. Someone's used my photos. No, no. Very poorly person in need of um, GoFundMe for... Cancer. No, no, for various different diseases, but they used my yeah. photos oh as my the GoFundMe as the GoFundMe girl that was apparently suffering from God knows what. And can I just say as well, guys, it was in my COVID era when I bleached my eyebrows, so it really didn't so, do me Fre- any. Fre- I looked, I did look <laughs> ill. I did look like there was something wrong. With- so they obviously were like, perfect. well, they were like that's on brand. So they they used that one <laughs> as the GoFundMe. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I, wasn't, I was like, right. I was like, this is this. Well, is I hope that was the turning point for you to sort your fucking hair out. It was actually out. no, it yeah. really was. I looked at that and I thought, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I've got to change. Freya's COVID hair era, like, still is rife in the group chat. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's <laughs> just such. A, a oh, I'll have to look pick. these up. I'll, 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 I'll send them over to you. Don't Please, worry. Never. Those have been rid for um, you. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, burn the house down. God, I think. But you're right. That's I drama, don't know right? Why do people do that? Jump to faking cancer. Like I feel like I you're, just don't you're tempting fate a bit much. Yes. That's what because any time, I think any time I've ever done that sort of thing where, you know, where you kind of come up with a big excuse. Yeah. Then it almost definitely trips you up and it kind of, then it really comes back yeah. and bites you in the ass. Yeah. Well. I always get instant karma where I, if I like tell Freya off for something and then I'll like stub my toe. Yeah, that happens. It happens almost all every the time. time. We call the it the universe. naughty fairy in uh, our house. It's always like, yeah, well, that's a naughty and fairy. I, and I have what you just to did. say because she's like, there you go, instant karma. And I'm like, yeah. do you know what? It's hard. Can't argue with that. No, you cannot. No. <laughs> wow. Well, it really so, made a difference having an actress read that. Out, actually, I feel like I, I felt like I was in the moment. But yeah, There's please, <laughs> girls, can you sort out the punctuation because it's getting a bit out of control. <laughs> None of us can read. All right, your stories. No, they can't write. No, I know. I mean, we can't read their stories. Yeah. But I think that's everything. Uh, honestly, thank you so we, much. Oh, we also need to direct everyone as well to the Pod Diva, yes. which Rachel yeah. hosts. She's incredible. 
just listening to your voice and, and the things you. that you have to Can talk you give about us, tell us a little bit, because I know that Pod Diva is actually really quite different to what we do, yeah, actually. Yeah, so yeah it is quite. Can you just give a little bit of context to like, what is the sentiment of Pod Diva? Yeah, Pod Diva is the magazine, I'm sure most people listening to this will know Diva magazine, which has been going for 30 years wow. come next year. I mean, it's a big year for Diva next year. So... But Diva is now for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. And I think it's Europe's biggest glossy magazine for for this community. And um, it's what they call a carousel podcast. So it's different. Almost every week is different. Every time an issue of the magazine comes out, myself and the editor, Roxy, sit down and we go through the magazine we call it the debrief we talk about all the articles and how it was for her putting it together oftentimes she's met all these amazing people mm-hmm. or she's had struggles to get them or you know we t- yeah. it's like a behind the, the scenes, behind the scenes yeah. at the magazine which is really interesting and all the issues that come up but then the interviews that have appeared in the magazine you hear the audio so you hear the uncut well not quite uncut, but, you know, you hear this, whoever's been into the interviewee in their own words, talking, yeah. laughing, you know, sniffing, whatever. You get really close yeah. to them. And I think that's a really nice, another level to enjoy the magazine, to Definitely. just go a little bit deeper. And that's what it is. So there's over, I think there's, God, 120, 130 yeah, and you do it episodes. Well well. got some Thank iconic you. guests on there, there as is, well. Yes. So. And in it, like I say, it's a carousel. You'll find something you like. Like I've done a few. I did a piece on the L word, um, which was like quite a personal piece that I did. There's interviews with Jennifer and Laurel. There's mm. interviews with Abby Jacobson from League of Their Own. You mm-hmm. know, Gentleman Jack. There's oh, wow. there's just a You've lot. Got some icons you know, on there's there. Jack. huge Gentleman Jack. Yeah, yeah. Look out for more incredible from them coming oh, up okay. later this year. So we will we'll plug Diva because. I think it's really important for our listeners as well to yeah. kind of branch out. And I think what you do with getting queer guests on so often, and that kind of becomes the topic, is like great because it does. We've spoken a lot on this podcast yeah. about spanning out, mm. you know, spreading the wings and allowing mm. other platforms to do what we aren't doing and mm. what we don't want to do because yeah. we're focused in one area. Yeah. So if you do want more of kind of the the other people's perspective yeah. and the broader and you want more of Rachel Shelley, which I'm sure that yeah. you do. I know well. everyone's so going to want more Rachel Shelley ASMR, so that probably <laughs> will just drive it anyway. And so all good. One of the things that I do on Pod Diva is I have something called Beyond Borders, mm-hmm. where because I think podcasts with famous ish people on is all very good. But I love to hear real stories from real people like you do there. That's exactly. So what I get some of my, what I ask listeners to do around the world Mm -hmm. beyond borders is to send me some voice notes from where they are in the world. Like at the moment, I'm working on one from Greece, but I've done Poland. I've done all, I've been all over the world, India, everywhere. And they send me some voice notes, like just five, six minutes, a little bit about their Mm -hmm. life little bit of atmospheric recordings of where they go and I make it into a feature. That's amazing. And I really like them. I yeah. really yeah. like them. So if anyone listening is yeah. oh, definitely. out I mean, I of the UK. Anyone oh yeah, we have a lot. We've had yeah. a lot. And uh, sometimes we do give air to them. We get a lot of more what we call agony aunt type right. submissions. Right. Right? Where people have, so it's not so much as the lesbian horror story. It's more personal. And we mm. don't always have, story. there's literally not enough episodes in the no. year to always give that voice. So, Well, actually we do have something that we call the relationship room, which comes around 
like every three weeks or something, mm -hmm. which is with a woman, Ali Hendry. Yes, who's... we're going to go on. She reached out to us. Oh, right. Great. Yes. Oh, yeah. brilliant. So, yes. So, sh and we're about to start doing exactly the same writing. We just keep we'll ping your story to each well, other. That's for fantastic. The <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant. So we'll tag Pod Diva and, you know, put all of the relevant links, guys, in the bio when we upload this episode. But we just want to say thank you again. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's, it's been, been a lot of fun. It's, it's been, been a really fun. nice and Friday afternoon. Wait <laughs> to join you in New York with Eileen Shaking yeah. for the new 20, let's aim for the end of 2024. Mm hmm. We can, be, generation we can be your estranged cousins that just accidentally... We just appear in the we back. We just appear. <laughs> We're just in every scene, but just, just in the background. Bad. Yes. Yeah, Sounds fine. like a good idea it's to fine. me. I'll pitch it. Right, Fantastic. Guys, let's, let's Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Thank you. We love you guys. Bye-bye.